Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper episode 72 of our 24 minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcast, leave us a review if you'd like, follow us on Spotify, and of course to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, I tried to get home for the Lakers in the heat, and I just only caught the last five, six minutes. Um, I saw, and I'll, so the main event will be the Clippers and Suns, but I'm just, I'll briefly go over the Laker game real quick. That what I saw, I heard Dennis was turning the ball over a lot tonight. I saw that Tyler Hero was making some tough shots, some shots I saw him making the glorified summer league tonight towards the end of the game, contested jumpers. And then I also saw Drummond trying to go to the rim and missing. Uh, I mean, when I'm just looking at the from the outside in, the Lakers competed again, and they've been competing even without AD and LeBron. I think they're four and five without both of them right now, if I'm not mistaken. And losing to the defending Eastern Conference champs is not something to be ashamed about. I honestly think it's a very solid effort that they put in. But let's move on to the Clippers and the Suns. The main event for tonight, the two and the three seed. If we were to end right now and you know, they were to win their first-round matchups, respectively. They'd be f- facing each other in the second round. We were 1-0 against them this season. We won in Phoenix. The Suns were on a back-to-back, so I wanted us to take it to them. And it was a very competitive, defensive, hard-nosed, tough. If there were fans there, would have been a playoff kind of atmosphere sort of game tonight. I really enjoyed it from the jump. One thing I didn't enjoy, though, was the local broadcast getting screwed because of the, the game was blacked out on TNT because uh, the Laker game was blacked out on TNT and the Clippers had no local broadcast tonight. So when it was like 7-15, 7-20, I couldn't watch the Clipper game because the Laker game was still on and TNT was blacking it out. So that was kind of annoying. But I watched the game and Paul George really got going early. And again, we saw him go off in Phoenix. That was one of his best games of the season. He was hitting his pull-up jumpers. And when Paul George is in his bag one-on-one, I said it last game because he was incredible against Portland, but that dude is so smooth at his size to be you know, moving the way he does and shoot the ball the way he does. It just shows how much a basketball is mental because you know he does have some skill flaws, but the flaws are really not the skill. It's confidence, decision-making, which I guess decision-making is a skill. I guess your IQ is a skill. But a lot of it comes from, in Paul's case, he just doesn't, you know, he loses confidence. And right now, and tonight, he was moving with confidence, hitting jumpers in the mid-range, hitting threes. But the Suns' defense was good. And I think the main reason why they were able to stay in the game in the first quarter, because we were doing a great job on Chris Paul. Our plan was to put a longer, taller dude on him. In this case, we saw Paul George on him in the first quarter. We saw a lot of Kawhi as the game went on and Batum. But to start, it was Paul George. And we had Beverly guarding Booker. And Booker was getting his on Bev. Uh, He couldn't stop him. That's for sure. Nobody can stop Book. I mean, his shot making is pretty incredible. But 
I thought that the reason why the game was close in the first quarter was because the Suns did such a good job on Kawhi. He couldn't do anything. He was getting clamped. I mean, obviously, you're going to have the loading up and, you know, Kawhi not... And it, it really starts with the primary defender because if the first defender can do a good enough job, then the, the loading up guy doesn't even need to fully commit and he can just kind of play middleman. And Jay Crowder, Mikael Bridges, you got to give them credit because Kawhi wasn't doing anything in the first quarter. In the first half, actually. And we were only up as a result 27-23 after the first. But a big reason why, we were actually, it was like 20-19, to very neck-to-neck. But who came in the game and completely turned everything around every single time he came in tonight? I'm not going to brag because it's not a smart, no person needs to be smart to have guessed this was going to happen. But playoff Rondo, I mean, do you just not remember... Those guys on Clipper Twitter who I called out after we got Rondo. Do you guys just not remember who this guy is? Like, you think he was really taking the season seriously in Atlanta after coming off the, the championship run with the in the bubble? You think he was being serious by, like, you know, in the regular season? No. That's why I was shocked that Atlanta even signed him. Because he wasn't going to give him anything in the regular season. With us, he's basically rested this whole season. And now he's home stretch and playoffs. I mean, if he had the choice to do this every season in the last five years, he would have done this. This is what he wants. And... He came in and d- does what Rondo does, moves the ball, pushes the pace, talks. I mean, his defense has been very impressive so far. That's the one thing he can be really lazy about. But, you know, there was a play at first half. Tried to throw an entry pass to Cam Johnson. He fronted the post, got the steal, found Paul George for the three. You know, but I think because of how poorly Kawhi played, and I thought the Suns' campaign was giving us a lot of trouble getting, uh, you know, in pick and rolls just – Coming off screens, hitting floaters, he's really quick. You know, Chris Paul he doesn't have that same burst that he used to. He's not a floater on the run guy. Chris is a stop in the mid-range area, pull-up guy. Campaign giving us a different look. We struggle to guard floaters, and there, when you have that skill, it's tough to guard in the, today's pick and roll because you can't send secondary defenders because you're worried about the three ball and the spacing. So campaign was killing us with the floaters. And I think that was the main reason. And their defense was just sharp. I mean, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder. we got to give De- uh, Devin Booker credit at this point. His defense has been amazing this season. I mean, any Suns fan can tell you that his defense has been great. Second half, though. I think um, we went to it down to 54-56. I thought that Kawhi really turned the way he played in the second half. And it started with that poster dunk over Aiton. Oh, my Lord. That was insane. I lost I lost it, man. You think you think that was his best dunk of his career? Tell me in the comments. Was that better? What about the one on Tice? That uh there was the one on Giannis in the playoffs, but that was one of the best Kawhi dunks I've seen. And after that, he started getting going. He turned the corner on a pick and roll, went right to the rim. He had a tough three. Kobe Bryant like three. He doesn't hit those close contested threes off the catch. That was pretty impressive. And I didn't like the Pat Pat minutes. The one thing I have to say is I really didn't like that Boogie didn't play at all. Especially when Aiton, there were stretches in that third quarter where Aiton was dominating Zoo. Like he was the first to every 50-50 ball. They were throwing like just high passes to him and he was just out athletic, athletic, I don't even know there's a word for it, out athleticizing him, whatever. You know, he was just showing he was more athletic than, uh, than Zoo and he was an easy target. And he had like, let's see what Aiton finished with tonight. He finished with, 18 points and 10 rebounds. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if he scored in the fourth quarter, but Chris Paul, we did a really good job of keeping him at bay by throwing bigger guys on him. I thought Nick Batum did a great job on him when he was guarding him, getting over screens, taking away the pull-up. There was one time where he tried to throw a pass over the top and he just knocked it out of bounds. 
So we put Chris in a cage tonight to an extent. And, the, you know, Chris finished with 13 points, 4 of 11, 0 of 3 from 3. And I thought that uh, Pat Patterson, he didn't play that great. But I thought that he had some really good contests on Chris in the early fourth quarter. And then Rondo was the main reason why we really pushed it ahead. I also think Paul George was fantastic. I thought our three-point shooting, just knocking down open threes, was what kept us in the game. I think there were stretches of the game where Phoenix... We got very lucky that Phoenix was missing a bunch of open threes. Mikhail Bridges missing open threes. Chris Paul missing open threes. A lot of Mikhail Bridges missing open threes, though. And I thought we did a good job of making sure that Jay Crowder didn't get any easy threes. He was only 0 of 2 the whole game. He had a donut. Jay Crowder didn't play bad. He played good defense, but he had a straight donut. So I like that we took that away from him. Anytime, in any era, any level, you can prevent a starter from scoring a point. That's a good thing. Uh, so with the clips, but Paul George... Can't say enough about him tonight. He was just unbelievable. And he's had a lot of games like that this season. And again, he's the, this the Clipper team is starting to win me over. Paul George is starting to win me over. It's just a matter of can he do it when it counts. But what can help him do it when it counts? Rhythm. And just as he said in the postgame, healthy and staying healthy. Because when he's playing like this, man, you, you can have Jesus on the court guarding him. That's not going to matter. He's going to get what he wants because he can hit shots that very few players in the history of basketball, can hit consistently, you know, and with the combos that he can do. I mean, he is smooth. He's six, eight, six, nine with a handle and a jumper. I mean, that dude is cold. It's just a matter of if he's right up here. And Kawhi got better, though, as the game went on. And I thought that he made a really tough shot, fadeaway left elbow in the fourth. But it was all about Rondo. All about Rondo. Both ends of the court, you know, he calls out switches quick. He knows where to be. You know, there was one time where he just pressed Devin Booker up high. He knew he wasn't going to be able to guard him. But Book got downhill. And you know what happens? Clippers send extra defenders. The, what's the premise? You get the ball out of Book's hands. And you force a three with the Clipper closing out. And what success did the Suns have shooting threes tonight? Nothing. Six of 24. 25 for seven of the three. And that's because of our defense. I mean, we got a little lucky. But... Plays like that, Rondo, like the, the people that don't know the game, they don't see it. He knows how to get everybody into a spot. You saw him handling the ball at the end. That met, lets Kawhi and Paul George get in their spots. I'm telling you, man, I've never been... I said this again last year, so, you know, I'm. it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, bite, come back to bite me in the ass. But I've never been so confident or, or more sure about a Clipper team being a very good team and being able to get out of the second round, man. We got to this season. Rondo! Playoff! Playoff! Playoffs? <laughs> That's pitiful. Playoff? Dude, that guy, man. Oh, my God. Dude, I could do anything for that man at this point, bro. Oh, I love Rondo. I'm just, it's, just, it's a dream come true, man. It's a dream come true. And it's even more stupid seeing all the... Again, no offense. I'm sorry if anybody's listening to this from Clipper Twitter. In my opinion, we got some dumbass people that are big faces at Clipper Twitter in terms of basketball. Looking at the stats too much. Not watching the games. Rondo. How are you going to be mad about getting Rondo, bro? Are you fucking stupid? Sorry, I'm just going to go off a little bit. Are you stupid? Really? I know it's one game, but you really think he's... The thing is, it's the same with Batum. It doesn't matter if he's making shots, the intangibles, what he brings on a communication level, what he brings on a leadership level. Come on, bruh. This goes beyond the stats. Ron, Rajan Rondo, Mr. Playoff, great win for the Clips. Let's go over the lines. Let's go for the Suns. Mikhail, 20 points, 7-13, 3-6. It felt like he missed more of those, though. 
but he played pretty well. DeAndre Ayton, 18 points, 10 rebounds. I honestly think, again, I think the Suns should feed him more because really Ayton's a skilled big, and I think he can get a shot on whoever he wants. It's just a matter of if he makes it and plays with aggressiveness. He's a bit soft, but I think he should have gotten the ball more. I mean, he was 9 of 11. And Chris, we put him in a cage, 13 points. He was minus 16, the worst of any starter on Phoenix. Love that guy, but I love seeing us beat him as well. 4 of 11 from the field and 0 of 3 from 3. One or two of them were good looks that he usually hits. Devin Booker. Oh, by the way, I need to address this because I didn't. I for, almost forgot. Oh, my God. I don't care that he wasn't going for the ball. Devin, Devin Booker straight up clotheslined or like it took Kawhi Leonard out mid-flight. And here's the thing. Y'all know I'm critical of the NBA being soft. But if you're going to eject somebody, you got to eject him for that. Taking out somebody mid-flight is the most dangerous thing you can do in basketball. When somebody's in mid-air going up like that, and the fact that they ejected Beverly for a little chicken wing, bro, I've done that in games. That's a statement, foul. Like, I'm going to hit you to let you know you're there. Okay, Chris Paul was in mid-air, flagrant one. I'm fine with that. But you got to be consistent, man. Just because Devin Booker wasn't going for the ball, which we can't even prove, but it looks like he was going for the ball, it doesn't matter. The NBA has ejected people for way softer shit than that, and they say we want to protect the safety of our players. That's one of the best players the league has to offer. You're not protecting his safety with that flagrant one. It's only because Devin Booker's a fucking superstar, uh, and the game's on TNT, they didn't take him out. Bullshit. Patrick Beverly got targeted by the officials tonight like he always does. He got ejected and, Bever- and Booker was able to stay in the game. Fuck them. Thank God we won the game. I like the Suns. But, I'm hey, there was a lot of testy moments tonight. I'm seeing this as if we play in that second round, especially with given Chris Paul's history with the Clippers, I love the guy. And I think all Clipper fans should love the guy. If you hate him as a Clipper fan or dislike him or are bitter against him, you're just weird in my opinion because I wouldn't want to stay with Glenn and being the best player with Blake, injured-ass Blake, as my secondary player. He realized he needed to move on and go play with better players. Sadly, in Oklahoma City, he wasn't, but he maximized their potential. Now, again, he's on a team with another better player than him. Yes, Devin Booker's better than him because he's better on both ends of the floor. And if Suns fans, all the narratives of the MVP, I love Charles Barkley to death, but he's coming from the outside, bro, because Suns fans, nah. Look at the way, Clipper fans, you tell me who you're more worried about when we play them. Are you more worried about Chris Paul? Are you more worried about what Booker can do? Because I don't, Chris Paul does not scare me as much at all compared to Devin. Anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Clippers win against the Suns and the refs. We move up in the standings. I would love to get the second seed. And you know what? I would love to play these guys in the second round. Just because it would be nice to beat Chris. Not because I have any malintent or, you know, I love him. But I think this is, one, the best matchup for us in the second round over Denver, over the Lakers, over the Jazz. And because I really think we're better than this team, I think we have confidence again this, against this team. And if Paul George can play even close to this level against anyone, like against them in the playoffs, we're good. And I just think that we should beat a Chris Paul, Devin Booker team. We are better than them. We are more experienced than them. Uh, the only reason that they have a better record than us is because they've had a more healthy team. That's it. I think the Suns are great. They're not better than us. I want to play them in the second round after playing the Blazers in the first round. That would be ideal. But I would love to play Game 7 at the Staples Center so I can go and make a vlog and be there screaming my ass off. But that's it, guys. Thanks for joining me tonight. Let's go to the live chat. Eight minutes early. Thank you.